you are about to enjoy in It Takes Three Network podcast. The Bait Shop, Newport's own music venue. The hippest place, the hottest band, the coolest drinks. The Bait Shop is the prime stop on the pier for nightly entertainment. Whether you're on a date or it's just a group hang, nothing beats a night at The Bait Shop. Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 17, The Journey. Original air date, March 16th, 2006, written by John Stevens and directed by Roxanne Dawson. It's Ryan's 18th birthday, and Seth decides that he definitely needs a party. The question of if he should invite Marissa is up in the air. Oh my goodness, this episode, I cried multiple times. Oh, I, I got choked up a couple of times too. And I and as I was writing my notes, I'm like writing like, and here I am crying again. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I am not emotionally stable to handle this moment right now. No, and I think this whole month being quarantined, I've had so many mix mixes of emotions that the littlest thing will make me cry. So yeah. I'm very vulnerable right now. Like, so watching any TV show, I'm just like, I'm emotional. So I get you. Yeah, and especially because we're hitting the hard rough parts of Definitely. the OC it's like extra hard to watch not that it's bad I'm just like I'm so not emotionally stable for this right yeah same <laughs> uh before we do get into the episode though I want to give a shout out to our new ice cream correspondent <laughs> Michael on Instagram and our lovely patron Del underscore Vasto on Instagram he has been telling us like the different snacks he's been eating and it turns out that it has been ice cream. And last week for the Road Warrior, he recommended Rocky Road ice cream. Classic. And classic, which fits perfectly. And so this week he sent us a message that he would pair birthday cake ice cream because it's Ryan's birthday. Totally. And so I think that's just perfect. And I'm so glad that Michael is up for the job. Yeah, thanks, Michael. We need we need a lot of help. So <laughs> it's great to have you on the crew. <laughs> great to have you as our ice cream correspondent. All right, so let's get into this episode. It opens up. It's dinner at the Cohen's. It's nighttime. A nice kind of different change up from usual breakfast time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It turns out that Ryan's birthday is on Sunday, and he's going to be 18. Wow. The big one eight. The big one eight. Seth wants Ryan to have a party, and Sandy is so excited because when he turned 18, he couldn't wait to vote. It's a big (laughs) deal. And Ryan's kind of against birthdays. He doesn't want to have a big to-do, but he finally agrees to having a small birthday Very small. I love when he's like, not a big to-do. Yeah. It's a (laughs) to-do. I know, but he says a small birthday is okay, and then Seth is going over it. He's like, it'll be us and Summer, Summer, Marissa, and then that's when he tells the Coens, like, oh, yeah, Marissa and I broke up. Right, and so he's like, mm, maybe not Marissa. Who knows? Yeah, 
Right. So then Ryan, he heads to the pool house and we see him holding his phone. And at the same time, we see Marissa at the lifeguard tower holding her phone. Right. So I'm like, you two were thinking about calling each other. Right. At the same time. Yeah. But no calls are actually made. So the next day we're in school and Summer is really worried about Marissa because it turns out she's only eaten like four peanuts and a banana in days. It reminds me of Clueless and she's like, I had four peanut M&Ms, two stalks of licorice and like, what else does she say? (laughs) I forget. Like Special K, two bowls of Special K. Yeah, Special K, two cups of Special K. (laughs) Yeah, and then she's like, she just feels like a total fat pig. Yeah. But she's really worried, and she also, you know, Marissa's also not sleeping because she's always at the lifeguard tower, and Summer says, she's like, you're like a naval widow. That is what she said, right? Because I yeah. wrote that down in my notes, and then going back and typing out my notes so I could like be, be easier to read, I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> did I write here? And I'm trying to Google <laughs> quotes from the OC, and it didn't come up. So I was like, wait, am I, did I miss spell something all right so I'm glad that that is what Summer said yeah no (laughs) she she definitely said you're like a naval widow but Summer is also pestering Marissa about Ryan and how they have not spoken right they're avoiding each other which you do when you break up with someone so right but remember last time Ryan was like oh I guess I'll see you in school yeah that's that's true too so he made a point to say I'll see you in school so now Marissa on her brain is like oh shit I'm gonna see Ryan in school (laughs) yeah it's just so awkward but the other awkward thing is Summer wants to talk to Marissa about her mom and her dad but it just doesn't seem to happen Yeah. So Summer, she sees Ryan in the hallway after Marissa walks off and she's like, listen, Marissa, she's around the corner. But when are you guys going to talk? Because you clearly are avoiding each other. Right. But in my head, I guess I have to put myself in high school shoes because these kids like Ryan and Marissa, them being in limbo this whole episode, I'm like, as an adult, doesn't seem as realistic because I feel like adults are more cutthroat when it comes to I mean you would hope that they're more cutthroat when it comes to relationships and you don't do that back and forth back and forth back and forth so I'm like why do they need to talk why do they have to do this I'm like all right Alyssa they're in high school you see each other every day at school so maybe it's different I also think because they haven't actually had the like they broke up over phone but they haven't had that resolution in person yet right which maybe is necessary at this point like a little bit of closure I think so I mean they've been together for or as anything a part of each other's lives for the past two years so it is a big deal but anyway so we're still in school Summer finds Seth and she's like we have a problem we need to get Ryan and Marissa back together And she says they are in this, like, weird limbo, and we have to do something. And Seth's like, I don't know, man. We've tried to do this before, and it just doesn't seem to work out. But the other thing is that Summer is also uh, distracted with the fact that her her dad is dating Julie Cooper. Right. And so that secret is now 
from Marissa, but I, like we said before, she's she can't really say anything to Marissa. Now she has to deal with this, like, not alone because she has Seth, but it's like, oh, my God, my dad is dating Julie Cooper. What am I supposed to do? Right, yeah. Uh, Julie and Neil are hooking up just fine. The first scene we see of them, they're frantically getting dressed. They're running late. Uh, Neil realizes it's one o'clock and he has like a one or it's one thirty. He has a patient coming in and they're still talking about when they're going to tell their daughters. Yeah. Little do they know that one of them already knows. Yeah. And Julie, she makes a point to say, well, like we really need to talk to them, but we got to tell them how serious it is. And Julie's actually doing this because she wants to know how serious it is. Yeah. And, um, But what happens is that Julie is going to speak up and pretty much come out and say, like, hey, I need to know how serious this is. But Neil ends up getting a phone call and he's pretty much saved by the call. Right. And so luckily, I I was a guest, Julie. Like, you define the relationship. Yeah. DTR, you know? Like, that's right. I, I appreciate Julie. Yeah. So since it is Ryan's birthday, Kirsten and Sandy feel that it would be really special if a family member would be at Ryan's party. But the problem is, uh, you know, his dad's in jail and Trey is away. Missing. missing. (laughs) And so really the only person it could be is Dawn. Hmm. So Sandy ends up finding out where Dawn is. She's in Albuquerque and she's also in jail. Yeah. He's like, she's in a bit of trouble. (laughs) Yeah. She ended up hooking up with a guy and they ran out of money and she started writing bad checks. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Sandy reminds her that it's Ryan's birthday, and she al- he also says to her, like, San- uh, Ryan doesn't know that I'm here, but I want to take a look at your file and see if there's anything I can do for you. Right. Of course. Good old Sandy. Of course. And then this is a scene that made me tear up. Scene number one. Yes. Is when she asks, uh, how is he doing? And then Sandy says, he's great, and you would be really proud of him. Like, uh, love. I, like, I seriously wrote, like, I cannot emotionally handle this right now. Like, yeah, it, I really she was had, like, oh. Yeah, because she had tears in her eyes, too. Like, you could tell she's like, oh, man, it's my son's birthday, and he he's in a good place. But, uh, yeah, right. it's just emotionally hard. So Sandy does indeed end up getting her out, and how it worked out is that she needs to join a substance abuse program and he takes care of everything and he has a ticket for her to fly to Newport for Ryan's birthday. Right. He's like, we're going to get you in a program, but first you got to come for your, your son's birthday party. Yeah, And of course she's like, as I think I would be too, just like so overwhelmed. Right. She's so taken aback and she's like, okay, that's fine. But I, really would love to like do my hair and have a shower it's been a while and so he's like okay no problem we'll go back to my hotel you have some time and that way you can shower up and get ready and so when he goes to pick her up and see how she's doing when he walks in the hotel room she's not there but she did leave ryan a note right yeah um, so while Sandy was dealing with Dawn, Seth took on the role as birthday captain, and he reserved the bait shop. The whole bait shop for <laughs> the a whole couple bait of shop. people. I know, and he ended up printing all these invites when really, in hindsight, there was only supposed to be like four people invited. But Ryan, he decides that he wants to invite Sadie, 
And Seth is like, okay, cool, but what are you going to do about Marissa's invite? Yeah, I actually appreciated Seth in this scene because, or was it the scene later on, where he tells Ryan to tell Sadie how he feels? Yeah, yeah, it, that's yeah. a, yeah, a future I, scene. So I was like, oh, okay, Seth, because I think Seth, obviously, he just wants Ryan to be happy, and he knows he's been hanging out with Sadie a lot. She makes him feel better and so he's like yeah sure invite Sadie but like wouldn't that be awkward if you invite Marissa and so now Ryan has this decision to make because as he explains if I don't invite Marissa it's like a cut like a very solid line drawn like we're broken up and if I do then it's like okay maybe we'll get back together so he like doesn't know what the hell to do Yeah, this is a running conundrum he has throughout the entire episode leading up to his party. And the comical side of this is that, you know, Seth is planning the party and Seth keeps teasing Ryan that he has this huge surprise for him. Yeah. He has this huge (laughs) surprise and he also decides that he's going to go with a future theme, which is very funny. Oh, yeah, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yes, a future theme. That's what he decides on. But like you were saying, Ryan is spending a lot of time with Sadie, and we both know that he hasn't spoken to Marissa. And Sadie, she asks, like, oh, so how is that going? Yeah, this was an interesting conversation. Yeah, and she keeps inquiring about it, and it turns out that Sadie is going to keep working on the house because Gwen is going to stay in Ashland. Right, they're putting the house on the market, so... She's yeah. doing whatever she can to clean it up, and she's building some, like, little mini bar in there, and so I guess Ryan is helping with that. Yeah, and so Ryan explains to her a little bit about what's going on with him and how, like, he really needs to know how he feels about Marissa before they talk, which I'm like, you guys broke up. Right, so we know how you feel. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm a bit confused in this episode, but also, like I said before, I'm trying to put myself in high schooler shoes and like your first love and like how your emotions are so you know you toy back and forth what what you should do but it's like to me he's it's he clearly made his decision and the reasoning that he would invite her is because he feels badly not because he wants like her there I don't think like I mean of course he does because of friendship but like I he wants Sadie there he's made that clear so having Marissa there it was just like, oh, kind of like an obligation to invite her. It's almost like their phone call was just to say like, yeah, we both know this isn't working, but to be continued, to be determined, we right. actually need to hash this out. I know. It's really weird, but <laughs> it's she, Ryan does end up inviting Sadie, and she says that she can't come because she's meeting a friend in L.A. Right. So let's talk about Marissa, because in this episode, she's dealing with Ryan's birthday, Volchuk, and her feelings. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the early scenes we see is that she gets home from school, and she sees on the calendar that the 19th is Ryan's birthday. It's circled. There's like a red, you know, it's definitely highlighted on her calendar. Right. She can't forget it. It's there. It's there. And as she's looking at her calendar, there's movement outside of her house and she goes out there and it's Volchuk. Yeah, and he's like in the bushes in the dark yes. and she's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's and I immediately am like, "What a fucking stalker. Like what are you doing?" Yeah. 
Uh, but she decides that she's going to recreate the mixed CD, the mixtape, the model home remix that she made for Ryan when he first arrived and they were staying in the model home. Yeah, and Summer comes to visit her at this time with the intention to tell her about her mom and her dad, you know, Marissa's mom and Neil. But she ends up telling her about Ryan's birthday because she sees that Marissa is working on this mixed CD. Right. So I feel like in Summer's head, she's like, okay, she's working on the mixed CD. Maybe she wants to get back together. And then so then Marissa is in this conundrum, too, of if I don't get him a present, then it's over. And if I do get him a present, it means we want to get back together. So, like, she has to figure out what she wants to do in this situation, too. It just sucks for these two kids. I feel badly. It really does, because if Marissa and Ryan spoke, they're actually in the same boat. Right. And they'd be like, okay... Let's figure out what to do from now. But they don't talk. Yeah. And Summer does tell Marissa about the party, but Marissa's like, Sum, you know I can't go to the party unless Ryan invites me. Right. And And he hasn't yet, at least. And they're both, they have this moment together where they play the CD and they sit back and they're like, man, this just sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. It does. So we then have a scene with... Matt and Marissa, which I'm glad we come to this because the buildup of what we've been talking about, now this makes sense. Yeah. You know? So, Uh because the past couple of episodes, Matt has been low-key helping Marissa's situation with Johnny. Right. And so they meet up on the pier to discuss the cops, and it turns out that they have the letter that she wrote to Johnny and Matt's like, I didn't know if you wanted this or not, Mm -hmm. which is like just a giant reminder that this keeps haunting her. Right. You know? And so Volchuk ends up showing up. He approaches Marissa and then Matt obviously gets involved and he's like, is is this guy bothering you? And then a security officer on the pier, he breaks him up. He's like, I need to see some ID. Like he tells Matt and Marissa to go elsewhere and he'll deal with Volchuk. Right. Which is just like this kid just shows up everywhere. Everywhere. It's like he really is stalking her. I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with it. But the (laughs) weird thing is, is Marissa feels bad. She does. She's like, hey, I just want to talk to you about like what, why do you keep following me around? I'm just confused. Right. And so she goes and finds Volchek's friend and he. This kid was definitely in Twilight. I think so too. I think I read that. I can't. <laughs> I we have to one. verify that. Yeah, but she goes to find one of his homies, and he's like, "Oh, what do you like? Some chick that he hooked up with, and he didn't call you back." And she's like, "Uh, no, I was friends with Johnny." And he says, "Well, ever since Johnny died, he's been weird, and I haven't seen him." Yeah, well, we but, know that. <laughs> yeah. But he says he mentions the work site because he does construction where he's working. So Marissa shows up to the job site and she realizes it looks pretty familiar. She talks to, which I'm assuming is the foreman outside, and asks where Volchek is. And it turns out he's just working inside. And where he's working is the model home that burned down. Right. Which is ironically because she was so making ironic. him the CD of the model home. I know, and, and she's too overwhelmed. 
Yeah, because she walks in and she's getting like, wow, this looks so familiar. She's getting all these flashbacks. But anyways, she finds Volchuk and she's like, listen, I just wanted to come say I'm sorry. And he's obviously being a dickhead. Right. And she's like, wow, for once I thought you were going to be nice. And so he lights up a cigarette and his coworker says like, hey, this place already burned down. And that's when like all the flashback memories start coming back I know, to her. so dramatic. <laughs> so dramatic, yeah. I didn't and remember that at all, actually, that she I faints. Know, yeah, I forgot about this too. But simultaneously, Ryan arrives to talk to Marissa for the second time yeah. about this party because him and Kiki had a conversation about how she's been a part of your life for two years, you have to talk to her about this. So this is his second attempt. The first attempt, she wasn't home. Right. And the second attempt, she's not home. She's so not he, home again. <laughs> yeah. So he lets himself in because I guess the trailer doesn't have a lock. But then again, when Caitlin, that one time yeah. got home, she couldn't get in the house. So I don't right. know. It's really weird. But he notices the model home mix CD. And he sits down and he starts listening to it. And so simultaneously, while this is happening, Marissa's at the model home with Volchuk. She's getting all these flashbacks. She's getting overwhelmed. And she faints and falls down the stairs. Yeah. Ooh. So dramatic. So dramatic. But thank God Volchuk is there to help her. He takes her to the doctor. And at the same time, Ryan stops listening to the CD and just leaves the invite for her on the table. So that night when Marissa gets back from the hospital, Volchuk, he goes inside, he, you know, gets some ice for her and she has a sprained hand and he's like, do you want to tell me what's going on with you? Hmm. And she's kind of like, well, do you actually want to hear what's going on? But anyway, so she ends up saying that that's the original house. She was there that night that it did burn down and um, he's just a lot of memories. Yeah, and he's just looking at her, and she's like, do you have something to say? Because, like, now's the time. Yeah. She, and like, he does, knows. She's like, just she spit knows. it out. Of course. I mean, I know at this point. It's like, dude, there's a reason why you're up my ass. Right. But he pretty much says that when he was younger, his mom would always be like, why can't you be more like Johnny? And he was, like, a good kid, and he was a good surfer, and then he died, and it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get but, that. Yeah, and it's just really hard to comprehend, especially when you know someone, especially someone who's so young to pass away. Yeah. Yeah. And so he ends up taking Marissa's hand and writes down his phone number and so she can have it. Right, just like, in case. Great. Here we go. She mm-hmm. goes inside and she sees Ryan's invite on the table. Did he take the CD? No. So did he put it back though? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, yeah. wait, did he make it look like he was wasn't there? Because well, he he clearly sure. took the CD out and played it. <laughs> he, yeah. No, he definitely played it, but he didn't take it. Right. So at this point. Seth is so excited for the party, and this is the conversation that he has with Ryan about Sadie that you were talking about earlier, because Ryan says that neither Sadie or Marissa are coming, and Seth is like, well, maybe you should talk to Sadie and tell her that Marissa's not coming, and he was like, well, the thing is, Sadie already said she couldn't come before I told her about Marissa, 
And so Seth is like, yeah, but I think you should still tell her anyway, just in case in the back of her mind, she thought that was going to be an issue, which is smart. It is smart. And good for Sadie for like immediately saying no, because she could have been like, oh, yeah. And then Marissa would have been there and it could have been really awkward for her. Yeah. But so he ends up going to Sadie's and she gives him a present. I loved this. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was hysterical. It really made me laugh with the engraving on it. Yeah, she gives him an engraved hammer, and it says, Happy 18th. I'm grateful for your friendship. Think of me every time you pound something. I thought it was really funny, but also like a sexual innuendo, so it's kind of like, Totally. Hey, I'm like potentially into this. If there wasn't already like sexual tension here, I just thought it was funny. Um, but he does say that, listen, like, Marissa, she's not coming to my party. And that's when Sadie opens up and says, oh, well, actually, the person I'm meeting in L.A. is the guy that I was involved with that I'm not sure if I want to be involved with him anymore. Right. I like how so at she- first she was like, OK, like after he's like, Marissa's not coming. She's like, OK, like, why are you telling me that? Yeah. So, like, she's waiting for him to say something, and then I think he expected her to react a certain way, and when she didn't, he kind of was really upset about that. Yeah. In my opinion. No, I I totally got that energy from yeah. her. Yeah. What did you think of the fact that they're kind of in this most similar boat, and she said that she was involved with this guy, and they would just... It could. It just never ended up working out, and they're on, on and off, on and off, and then Johnny died, so she left. Right. I mean, it's they found each other in a sense because they both are going through the same things, and now they're both looking for an escape of like their hard past, and so I feel like they found each other because of that. Just ironic that they're like just a very similar past, but. I mean, yeah. that's what makes you form bonds with people is you going through the same things. That, that's prime example is what happened with Johnny and Marissa just wasn't really reciprocated equally <laughs> in that port in that relationship. Where in this one, it definitely could go in a very romantic direction from both parties. Very well said. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> But she does say she needs to make the decision, and she ends up giving him a very lingering kiss on the cheek. Yeah, like she could have turned the cheek more and mm-hmm. kissed him on mm-hmm. the lips, but she didn't. Yeah. So before we get to the party part, uh, just to touch upon Julie and Neil, like we said, they're still hooking up. Summer does know what's going on, and Seth keeps teasing her that while she's not great at keeping secrets, she hasn't told Marissa yet. Right. And so Seth and Summer, they're hanging out at her house, and she gets a delivery, and Seth ends up getting it. And it's a giant envelope. She rips it open, even though it's addressed to her dad. (laughs) Typical. Yeah. And it's a lover's cruise to Cabo, and Summer freaks out because her dad apparently always proposes on cruises. (laughs) That's like his thing. He proposes (laughs) on cruises. Yeah, like the man's got a disease. So funny. And so later on, Julie, she's inside of the Roberts house and she bumps into Summer, which is so awkward. And Julie tries to cover it up. And then Summer's like, quit it. I know about your private hanky panky. Yeah. So I'm sure Summer feels so relieved. And so does Julie in a sense. Like, okay, at least one person now knows 
what's happening. But then Summer spills the beans about the cruise. I know, like right away. And she's like, uh, you don't understand. My dad always proposes on cruises. And Julie's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, we are nowhere near ready for engagement. Right. And then she asks, does Marissa know? And Summer's like, no. And Julie's like, okay, I will tell her. But then she continues. <laughs> she's so excited about the cruise. And she's, she's like, like, I'm going to oh, buy Cabo? me. Cabo? <laughs> I know. I'm going to buy me a new bikini. And Summer's just like, awkward. Yeah. Just so funny. <laughs> yeah. So Julie decides it's time to tell Marissa, which is like, finally, she meets Marissa at the diner for breakfast. They're eating pancakes. And she just comes out and says, for the past few months, I've been seeing Neil. Yeah, and, and Marissa's like, okay. It's like you knew how Marissa would react. She just wants everyone to be happy and healthy, so she doesn't care. Like, she's got so much other shit going on that she's like, oh, okay, my mother's happiness, if she's happy, whatever. Like, it's weird, but okay. That's exactly what she says. Like, she's like, and listen, like, Summer's my best friend, so don't do anything. Yeah, like, don't fuck this up for me, please. <laughs> yeah. So Neil and Julie, they meet for dinner, and Julie's so excited. She's like, oh, my God, the cat's out of the bed. The girls know. And she's like, I would love to go to Cabo for you and with you, and Neil can't even get a word out. Yeah, he's like, oh, is that tonight? It's just, I wonder if she didn't, obviously, if she didn't say anything, he wouldn't have ever brought it up. And so she probably would have, like, bursted out asking him about it later on, so... Whatever. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because she's like just so excited for the cruise and he's so taken aback. Like, how the fuck does she know about this cruise? Right. And she's like, it's so romantic. This is just what we need. And and Neil's like, yeah, it is just what we need. And then she gets up. But before she does, I guess she was going to the bathroom. She passionately kisses Neil. Yeah. Like in the middle of the restaurant, like dips him and everybody's st- She's like, I'm so excited for our first public, you know, relationship, whatever. (laughs) Because now everybody can know if the daughters know. Right. Okay. So let's get to this party. Seth, as like I said, he was going with a future themed and kept teasing that he had big surprises for Ryan. He ended up making all these venues that Ryan could be as an adult. So we have Ryan's head photoshopped on different professions like a firefighter and a cowboy and a basketball Mm -hmm. player and a scientist, which is hysterical. And also the bait shop is filled with people they don't know. Randos. Yeah, because Seth just said he had to fill the room. Yeah, and they even close on the bait shop outside. It says close for private party. (laughs) It's like, what did you have to invite 100 people you don't know? I don't know. Uh, so Neil, he shows up. He tells Summer that he wasn't planning on taking Julie on the cruise because, you know, him and Summer, they finally acknowledge that they know. And he says, like, I wasn't planning on taking Julie on the cruise. In fact, I bought that for your stepmother months ago. Right. In the and, last attempt to save their marriage. Yeah. Which he was going to pre like re- and re- repropose. <laughs> Typical is exactly what Summer said would happen. Yeah. But she says, like, listen, like, if she makes you happy, that's all that matters. And we find out that the ship is going to sail at midnight. We have this last scene where him and Julie, they're getting ready 
to leave for their trip and Julie goes out to the car and we see Neil takes out a ring box and packs it. And he packs it, right? I couldn't see really. He does put it in a suitcase. I'm like, huh. He does. Interesting. Yeah. And we see someone else's ring though. I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. (laughs) Uh, Sandy, he finally comes clean to, to Ryan and tells him that he why he was in Albuquerque was the fact that he was going to see his mother. And this was sad. This also made me tear up. Yeah. He's like, is she okay? Yeah. (laughs) And he said, she's having a hard time, but you know, she's doing okay. And she wanted me to give you this and gives him the letter. And she, he also says that like, as of today, we are no longer your legal guardians, but you'll always be a part of this family. Yeah. Uh, saying that I'm going to cry he's like what is wrong with me Ryan goes outside to read the letter from his mom and it's we I don't know what the letter said but the letter did include a picture of him and his mom from when he was younger and this is where we see Marissa she's approaching with the CD yeah I couldn't remember if she sees Sadie walk up to Ryan she doesn't yet, right? She just sees him by himself and she decides to turn around. Yeah. In her head, she just hears the voiceover of we're just from two different worlds. Yeah. And she decides that she's not going to go talk to him. And she ends up going to the infamous lifeguard tower where Volchuk shows up because she called him. She does call him. Yeah. yeah. And she says, like, are you at least going to sit with me? at least and he does sit with her and he has his flask and he drinks and then she drinks and I'm like this is so sad so sad this is where it's totally get it I know me too and she has no other outlet I feel like let's just take a sidebar to talk about Marissa because yeah I feel so badly for this kid she everyone just keeps like turning a blind eye towards her like she's going through so much shit and nobody really understands or is like taking care of her because obviously she's looking for comfort and confinement in this person who was once horrible to her is still kind of shitty to her but it just I totally understand why she's seeking comfort in him because he's the only one that seems to be caring about her well-being I mean Summer definitely does but she's wrapped up in her own stuff too. And of course she has Seth. And so it makes it very easy for Marissa to go down a really bad path now. And yeah, that's and just I, really sad. Yeah. And I also think Marissa just doesn't want to bother anyone. Right. That too. She doesn't want to be a bother. She doesn't want anyone to like have to feel bad for her or help her. And so Volchuk is like, hey, I'm here if you want to take it or leave it. So she decides to take it, I guess. Yeah, and he does know what she's going through. Right. They did lose someone together. Yeah. It's so sad. And the last scene we see of them is he gives her his jacket and she snuggles up next to She puts her head on his shoulders like she once did with Ryan there. I know. You know, and so it's very poetic, but also very devastating to watch this poor teenager. It's so sad. And also just the whole with the their song that, you know, the first song on the mixtape with Paint the Silence. Yeah. I mean, that song is so nostalgic for this show. And Definitely. 
the model home episode and this the music is just so perfect because it brings you right back to that mm-hmm. feeling yeah. and that time. Oh gosh, it's just yeah. So Sadie, she does end up coming to the bait shop and she meets Ryan outside, which is almost like too perfect because we see Marissa at one end right. decides not to come and then Sadie's approaching from the other end, but they don't actually see each other. They don't, yeah. Yeah. Which just works out fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. They don't need to see each other. And she tells Ryan that she blew off the guy in L.A. because it felt that it was time to make a choice. Right. And then he takes her hand yep. and, like, escorts her into the party. Yep. He And he's very Smiling. Happy. You see, she came. Ear yeah. to ear grin. Yep. He's very happy she came. Ryan introduces Sadie to Kirsten and Sandy. Oh, my God. And she goes, so this is your family? And I'm like, I know. And then he goes, this is them. (laughs) This is them. My Uh, mom and dad. Oh, my God. Love mom and dad. Another tear moment. Me, too. I I got a little choked up. Yeah. Uh, The final scene, which is quite humorous, in my opinion, Seth makes a speech (laughs) about how it's Ryan Atwood's 18th birthday and that he got a tribute band of Journey because yes. Ryan's favorite band is Journey and the song starts playing and it's actually a foreigner, <laughs> a foreigner. song. <laughs> and so everyone starts slow dancing and Ryan does slow dance with Sadie and she says, so you know this isn't a Journey song, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And then Seth is like, oh, I, you know, he says to Summer, like, oh, I totally got a foreigner cover band because they're like 10 times cooler they're than Journey. They're b- much better than Journey. <laughs> and Summer's like, okay. <laughs> And that's how the episode ended. Yeah. So many feels. So many feels. We have uh, a lot of comments and questions from our community, which Yay. is so awesome. So we'll take a short break and we'll be back. Okay, cool. Welcome back from a little break. Liz and I, when we take our break now, because, you know, we're remotely recording. <laughs> We are taking our headphones off because our ears are on fire. These headphones. I mean, we we wear these like huge industrial size headphones. If you guys ever seen images of us, like they're heavy, very heavy on the ears. <laughs> and tonight I'm actually wearing Ant's noise canceling headphones. Oh. Which they hug your ear nicer, but they also cook your ears. Right. So it's so hot. They're so hot. Okay. Anyway, enough about ears. <laughs> Let's get into our trivia with our lovely girl Tish. <laughs> Letitia underscore Dominique on Instagram. Hey ladies, inspired by this week's episode, I had decided to have some champagne because it's Ryan's birthday. Nice. And the legal drinking age in my part of Canada is 18. Oh, cool. So technically Ryan would have been able to drink legally in Canada. <laughs> uh-huh. Here is my trivia. With three votes, Ryan is TV.com MVP. There was quite a big drop in views from last week where 7.3 million tuned into this episode with only 5.2 million. Oh, wow. Hmm. Mentioned last week in After Dark, but it took Ryan three seasons to age one year. (laughs) Ryan's birthday is March 19th, 1988. Paint the Silence by South was featured in this episode and was last heard in episode nine of season one when Marissa and Ryan first kissed. Cobra Verde also has music featured in this episode and were also featured earlier in the season in episode two. Comment. 
I love all the throwbacks with throwbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the throwbacks with the model house and the music. This episode actually reminded me of how much I love the music from the OC. Yeah. Great music. So true, Tish. Thank you so Thanks, much. Tish. What is up to our ice cream correspondent, Michael, Michael Del underscore Vasto on Instagram. He says, hope you two are staying safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy and honored to be the ice cream correspondent. <laughs> Last week, Rocky rode for a couple of reasons. Rocky the boxer, say, some say a warrior, so Rocky rode. Mm. The road warrior, it fits. Nice. And also, Marissa and Ryan's relationship was rocky and eventually ended. Sure. So the rocky road that is their relationship. So deep. Very poetic. This week was an easy one. Since it was Ryan's birthday, I went with birthday cake ice cream. Mm. I was trying to find birthday cake Oreo ice cream, but it isn't sold oh, anymore. So good. Oh, man. I'm not a huge birthday cake flavor Same. flavored thing, but Oreo, like give me some cookies and cream. That sounds good. Oh. Especially when there's like cookie crunches, oh, like bits the of The big it. pieces, yeah. Mm, mm. So good. I really enjoyed the multiple flashbacks we had in the model home episode, how young and innocent they were. Mm-hmm. This is the Volchuk I like. You can tell he has some good in him. I think he is truly sad about the death of Johnny. And while they don't get along at the end, he still cared about him and remembered that they were really good friends at one point in his life. He sees that Marissa is hurting too. That mutual hurting is what draws them together. It might have started out as getting back at Ryan for going with Sadie, but after seeing how hurt she was, changed his motives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. If you were Ryan, would you have invited Marissa to your birthday? How about if you were Marissa and you were invited before the breakup, would you still go? Uh... No, I would not still go if I was invited before the breakup. And I, I mean, me as a 31 year old, though, I wouldn't have invited my ex to my birthday. Well, what but if, if you I were was invited 17? Before? If I was invited before, no, like I said, if I was invited oh, before, okay. I wouldn't be going. Right. But if I was 17 and I was in limbo with this boy for two years. Would I invite him? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I guess I would, and I would just leave it up to her if she wanted to come. Agreed. I think that's how I would handle it. And you know what? Marissa, she did make her attempt to get there. Like, she made him a CD. The gesture was there. Right, and she knew he knew about the CD because he was in the apartment, then the trailer. Yeah. So it's not like she right. didn't make an effort at all. Right. So at least he knew that. Yeah. Also, today I finished my run through of Tree Hill Talk. And you ladies did a segment on relating the cast to ice cream flavors. We did? (laughs) Okay, I know. I don't remember that. And And I was wondering what ice cream flavor you'd say each character on the OC is. Feel free to marinate on this and give your answers on a later episode. I'm going to think about this as well and give my answers next week. Okay, let's do it next week, and I will definitely have my answers. Agreed. Yeah, I was going to say, like, let's marinate, and we'll touch upon this next week when he has his. Awesome. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Mike. Next is Alicia at AAW3115. Hi, ladies. Hope you are doing well. 
It's 4.50, so I'm guessing Michelle is on her walk right now. Oh, That's hysterical because I was. Uh, That's so sweet. It's cer- I know. It certainly is a beautiful day for it. So I have to say that I completely agree with both of you and Aunt that Ryan was the shittiest from last episode. Nice. This spiral of Marissa is kind of his fault. He completely abandons her when she needs him the most. This is another traumatic day event they went through together and they can't talk about or get through. Why do you think they have such a hard time relating to each other and understanding each other in these hard situations? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, she continues with, could it be because they are actually from two different worlds? (laughs) I, oh man, I don't know. I feel like I posted the gift today of, Marissa and from last right, episode right. and she says we just never were good with words and I feel like they're just two types of people that are just better with actions with each other yeah like they need to be in person to be able to to talk about things and so when they're I mean that I feel like that's a lot like with any relationship like you in person is obviously better you communicate better than you do via text or phone call. And so things do get lost when you don't see someone. And so because they they couldn't make it a point to see each other, I think that just made it even... It's just the weeks that kept passing and passing. Like, And the more they didn't talk, the easier it was for them not to talk. Yes. And so yeah. they just were like, okay, and at this point, let's just call each other to break up because there's no sense of us getting, you know, in in getting together in person to do this when they couldn't even do that. And when they were in a relationship. So, right. Just, it's hard. It's a good question though, because it's, it's hard. Yes, they are two different people and from two different worlds, but like your emotions and like your core doesn't make you like, they don't know where, like, let me rephrase. You don't know where you're from by your like, core does that make sense like does it matter if he's from chino and she's from newport you're still who you are by your emotions and the way you express yourself so if they both can't physically talk to each other then that's their own problems and they're just not a good fit in that sense right as we relive the montage from the model home i thought these flashbacks were really interesting and i like that sort of brought things full circle I'm shocked at how the model home has changed. I did not recognize it at all. I didn't either. Yeah. I felt so bad for Marissa in this scene. The entire episode, she has tried to be strong and push through it. It just overwhelms her and she just can't take it anymore. It really showed how much she is suffering with all of this, which brings me to Ryan. Is it just me or is he kind of being a jerk? When he is sitting on the trailer, when he is dropping off the invite, he just looks more angry than sad to me. When he slams the picture down, it was like him saying, okay, I'm done. Because he does look at the picture yes, of him Yes, I forgot. He does, she does have that picture yeah. of them there. Yeah. It makes me think of season two when he yells at her after Lindsay gets drunk and Marissa says something about how much he and their relationship meant to her and means to her. And that seems like it doesn't to him. Mm. Sometimes I think she is kind of right. What do you guys think? Oh, that's a great point. I feel like Ryan, it's easier for him to separate 
his emotions because he's had to do that his whole life, like not having a mother or father around and growing up in a really shitty situation. So his feelings are more guarded. Yes. And Marissa feels everything. So they're opposite in that sense. So I think it's just easier for him to like guard his heart where she just like lets it rip at all times. Neither are bad. It's just two individuals that happen to be in a relationship together. It kind of doesn't work when one won't let you. I mean, but then again, like he you can definitely tell he was very uh, in he was in love with Marissa for sure. And he for sure. definitely yeah. was mesmerized by her, especially in the beginning. And so. And then it's just the Ryan, the fixer. It's like, all right, let me not get too deep and let me just keep fixing and and patching up these holes. But they eventually still seep open. And he doesn't come to terms with his emotions very well, in my opinion. So for him to be a little bit more cold, like it makes sense to me. Yeah. And I also think that at this point, he's experienced time with someone who's new and He's had deep conversations with, and as much as Marissa is a part of his past and he will always love her and care about her, at this point in time, he's being selfish and he can't deal with her. Yes. And there is a little bit, a part of me that is saying it's okay for him to be selfish because he has, has had these past two years such hardships and things go on because of Marissa and dealing with Marissa, I mean, the issues that arise in the past two years for them really were all because of her. And not, like, saying she for, like she purposely did that. Of course, like, you, you don't purposely want someone to come in between your relationships, but she just is, that's just who Marissa is. And he, I guess, towards the end is like, I'm just so done with that. He's done. Yeah. Uh, She continues with, I also like in this episode how we see yet again a more human side to Volchok. Right. He is clearly hurting, and I think he knows that Marissa understands what he's going through, too. After he brings her back to the trailer after her fall, and he tells her about his mom always wanted him to be more like Johnny, I got it more, and I think Marissa did, too. Definitely. Seems like this is when things turn, and she decides to let him in. Two final notes. Kudos to Sandy for trying to get Ryan's mom for the birthday party. It was too bad he found her in trouble again. And thank God for Kirsten being the voice of reason for everyone this season, especially Sandy and Ryan. Typical teenage boy. Oh, if I don't invite her, she'll get the message. (laughs) Thank you, Kirsten, for letting him know this is a bad idea. Come on, Ryan. Definitely. She then says, thank you, ladies. Have a great week. Always look forward to Monday. P.S. I wound up buying this series on iTunes. Oh, nice. Yeah, you guys let thank us know you. what you have been doing uh, for these past couple of weeks. Or did you break out your DVDs? Are you watching it via, I guess, iTunes? Or did you buy the box set? Like, what did you do? Or did you just yeah. binge until we can come back in May, I guess? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so at Muse Chick, our girl Vic. So Ryan's birthday is March 19th. I've heard otherwise. 
I was hoping Ryan's birthday would have been a happy thing. Everyone seems so awkward. Mm -hmm. Why can he invite Marissa as somewhat a friend? It's not like they haven't broken up before and then been around each other. It's true. I think this time it's just too much. Yeah. yeah. They already went through awkward phases. He didn't seem to mind that Marissa didn't show up, but was happy Sadie did. He sure I was. Think, <laughs> yeah. I think he's thinking he's tired of all the drama that has been going on, and he feels that maybe it could potentially be something good with Sadie. Mm -hmm. Though to me, it's weird because she's Johnny's cousin. Yeah. I Yeah, I thought it was so sad that Dawn didn't come for Ryan's birthday. I'm actually glad Sandy told him he went to look for her. And oh my God, does anyone watch Mayans? That tattooed surfer <laughs> looks like a baby, but he's all grown up on Mayans. Interesting. Hmm. I'm not surprised Neil took the ring, especially after he talked to Summer, even though he wasn't planning on it. After hearing Summer's story, it seems like he rushes into things. Yes, seems to yeah. be. Yeah. Why do you think Seth is good with Ryan and Marissa being over and is actually pursuing Ryan to call Sadie? Do you think he just wants both sides to be happy, even if that means they're broken up? Yes, I believe that to be true. I do, too. And then would you have given Ryan the gift if you were Marissa? Ooh. <laughs> and would have you called Volchuk if he left you his number? Um. Well, if yes, if I was Marissa, because she's always thinking about other people and doing the right thing, Yes, she, it makes sense to me that she would make this mixtape. And yes, it makes sense to me because she's so alone that she would call Volchuk because she has no one else. Like I said before, um, me personally, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. But I'm putting myself in Marissa's shoes and I understand why she made those decisions. Yeah, I, th yeah, I think it makes sense too. I just want to point out that... Yeah. J.D. Pardo, who is the surfer dude, was in Twilight, the last one. He plays the um, the hybrid, uh, not the hybrid. He plays the the kid that, like, like Renesmee, they come to yeah. the battle. Yeah. That's who he played. I was like, yes, I knew he was from Twilight. <laughs> this is, like, such a conspiracy theory, right? I think. What the hell? Every Twilight actor has been on the OC. <laughs> well, most of them. <laughs> Oh, it's so weird. Thank you for looking that up. Someone wrote on our, when I posted like the three of them uh, with Jackson and Nikki and Cam in the photo on our Instagram and someone wrote that he was in it. Oh. That he was going to be. Gotcha. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's And right. also Eric, we said too, right? Yeah. He's in it come yeah. next season or we already saw him. So. Yeah. Yeah, too funny. Uh, but thank you, Vic. She sent after dark stuff, but we'll okay, get to that cool. later. Okay, so at Kelsey Nick Burke on Instagram. Hey, girl. Hey, Kelsey, our new pledge. Yes, hi. She says, hi, this is my first time writing in questions and comments, but I just joined Patreon, so I wanted to start watching along. Thank you so Yay. much. Uh, I broke out the old box sets today and couldn't find the little booklet in front that tells you which episodes are on which disc. Ugh. And then I remembered that preteen me cut it all up so I could put the cast photos on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. At first with Volchuk outside the trailer, I was like, okay, 
This is way too creepy, but somehow by the end of the episode, I was into it again. I think these two actors have so much chemistry that it's easy to forget about all the glaring issues you should have with their relationship. What do you think about Marissa and Volchuk at this point? I think they just both need each other. Yeah, I think we're understanding why the two of them are seeing each other. I just don't know. It's hard for me to be like how I feel about it when I'm just trying to remain present and be like... They just need each other right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm trying to look yeah. at it, look at it from a different view than I did when I watched it for the first time. And I definitely yeah. do have a different view because I have a different view of Marissa. So therefore, I have different views on her choices. And I understand this one like full fledged. Get it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, she continues with, "Damn, Ryan looks good doing construction. He looks good doing anything." <laughs> I liked that the show used the birthday thing to force everyone to make clear choices about their relationships what did you think about ryan marissa and sadie decided i again i think it makes sense Mm -hmm. for how everybody's feeling right yeah i this is how i want and want it to play out so i'm happy with the decisions that everyone has made it's funny because while i'm happy not happy while i understand the decisions everybody's made I still found myself angry at Ryan and rooting for Marissa, even though they're a hot mess Mm -hmm. together. Yeah, I'm not rooting for them again. (laughs) Yeah, I just, yeah, I think because like Ryan, we love him and Volchuk is bad news and Marissa needs to be with good news. Right. So it's hard. Yeah. Okay. She said, yeah, mostly I'm interested in what everyone thinks about the whole Dawn situation. Hmm. I know I was supposed to be disappointed in Dawn for not going to the party. I think that's what the show was going for. But honestly, I kind of saw where she was coming from. Same. I wasn't disappointed at all. I expected her not to be there. Yeah. I mean, as much as it made me emotional, I got where she was coming from, Mm -hmm. you know? She just got out of jail three seconds ago, and she's supposed to just show up to Ryan's birthday party that night without knowing if he even wants to see her. Right, and that's how I felt in the beginning of the episode when Sandy and Kirsten are talking about getting her there. I'm like, whoa, maybe I know you're trying to surprise Ryan, but what if he's like, I don't want her there because of the past and how she tends to ruin things for him. So maybe he didn't want her there. Yeah. Uh, She says, I get that they didn't want to get his hopes up, but I really don't think Kirsten and Sandy should have just blindsided like that. Mm -hmm. Especially with how complicated their relationship has been up to now. It seems like a decision he should have came to on his own. Right. Same. It's a good, good point. And I agree with you. Definitely. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. So to continue on, we got a voice message. Ooh. From B-Side Poetry, I haven't listened to it yet because I was afraid it would disappear. I know, same. (laughs) So I'm going to play it right now. Okay, cool. Okay. Hi, ladies. Sorry for the voice message. I'm actually driving. I'm an essential worker, so I'm on my way to the office right now. Um, And I didn't want it to slip my mind. But um, I'm listening to the episode in the After Dark, I think it's the After Dark portion, where you guys are talking about Volchuk and his comment about I comment about I can keep a secret too. Mm. 
what I, the way I've always taken that, um, through my many, many rewatchings of the OC, was that I'm pretty sure he was under the impression, as many people might have been, that her and Johnny were secretly hooking up. So I think his comment was, oh, I could keep a secret too. Like, we could do shit on the sly, like you and Johnny. Hmm. That's just my take. Hot take, maybe? I don't know. Nice. Oh, I love that. Me too. I think that's a great perspective on what we were thinking he was saying. <laughs> yeah. I love the voice message. Me if too. If you guys want to send those. Love hearing your voice. Yeah, you Thank sound you. like one of our people. So are you from Long Island or? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, B-side Thank you. poetry. Okay. And we continue on with at Mimi. Is it me, Michelle G? Or should I call her Mimi? Because you dubbed her Mimi. I know. And then going back, looking at her Instagram handle, I was like, mm, maybe she just meant like her name is Michelle G. But she hasn't spoken any negativity against my Mimi yet. So hopefully she likes the nickname. Hey, Michelle. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Thank you so much for making me patron of the week. You're so welcome. I found you guys when I was looking for an OTH podcast and caught up around season eight. Wow. <laughs> I have been a silent follower since then, but I have now have a lot of extra time to excitedly contribute. Yay! And I have never been called Mimi, but I love okay. it. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so now here's some questions and comments. Oh, Marissa, again, trying to take care of the troubled bad boy. And Volchuk being such a creeper. Totally. Do you think Marissa is drawn to the bad boy type because Ryan ended up being such a gem? Mm, that's you know, a good point. <laughs> I think Marissa Marissa's a caretaker and loves to care for the wounded and the and she she's not the wounded, but you know, the mentally wounded. Mm. And she makes a point to say that, like, oh, I remember when you showed up, Ryan, and the bad boy from the other side of town and people were wrong about you and right and I, now I ironically think, like she needs someone to take care of her yeah so I know you know falls into Volchuk's arms a little bit <laughs> yeah do you think she would have turned to Volchuk if Ryan had originally invited her to his birthday party mm, yeah I still think she would I think so just maybe not not so soon quickly. yeah yeah if you were in Ryan's spot, would you be invited a recent ex to your party, which we touched upon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I got out of my relationship when I was 21, it was my 21st birthday party, I did not invite my no. ex. And I was still hooking up with that person on the <laughs> side. <laughs> and I did not, absolutely not. Right. I think it just depends on your relationship and how you guys end. Right. And high school, like I said before, I feel like it's probably easier to be around. I mean, it's not easier like emotionally, but it makes more sense that this person would be around more because you have the same group of friends and you go yeah. to high school together. And so they are around more where as you get older and you graduate and you have your circle of friends it becomes easier not to be in contact with that ex, at least for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Neil and Julie, is he really going to propose to Julie with this ring that was meant for his ex-wife? Right. I hope not. <laughs> do, you, do you think Julie would, yeah, do you think Julie would be hurt if she found out the ring wasn't meant for her? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do too. 
And then she said, this episode really made me crave pancakes. Mm. I wouldn't lie about pancakes. No. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. At TMVS1984, they wrote in to us saying, just started rewatching the OC. You ladies are getting me through working from home during lockdown. Thank you. Can't wait to move on to Tree Hill. Oh, thank Eek. you. Thank you so much. And then at underscore little ZJ wrote, this was the very first episode I ever saw of the OC. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea who anyone was or their story. I watched it on the soap nut after school. Then some time passed and I watched the very last episode ever. And then the pilot came on and I was hooked. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. What an interesting way to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> she says, and I binged it all online somewhere. It's still so good. And my favorite show ever. I also love you ladies and how you break down every episode. I'm constantly laughing and I love the fashion and quotes and insight. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So much to us. So much. So, um, after we, I watched this episode, I watched the DVD extra. Yes. I watched like a bit of it. Not the whole thing though. The what's in the name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it inspired me because. So this DVD extra, it just talked about how Josh Schwartz, he would use people in his life, his friends, people that worked on the show, his family, you know, his mom's best his friends, lawyers. His, fam- his lawyers, <laughs> his dentists, he would use their names for characters, you know, side characters in the series. So like um, Steve Pizer was his dentist in real life. And Matt Ramsey was an editor on the OC. And a bunch of the noobsies, he used his mom's friends. So funny. So I wanted to ask you, Liz, if there was going to be a character named after you, but not based off of you, just your name, what kind of character do you hope uh, your name would <laughs> represent? Interesting. Um, I could go real superficial or I could go like... <laughs> Really, I would hope I'm like kind of like a maybe like a tailor or someone that kind of has like some layers where at first maybe you don't know how she is. And then towards the end, you're like, yes, team Melissa. She's an awesome character. I wouldn't want to be evil, I guess. I don't know. I I think if you were going to use my full name, <laughs> it sounds very Jewish and I would have to be like, I would like to be a lawyer. I was going to say a lawyer or like Dr. Michelle Rubenstein. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or <laughs> I don't know why this comes to mind, but like an Andrea Zuckerman. Totally. <laughs> totally. Even though, even though growing up, as you know, I know, we had, yeah, there was this guy who would just say I would look like Andrew Zuckerman, and he'd be like, where's that Andrew Zuckerman? Ooh, I have the hots for her. And I'm like, I don't look like the nerdy you girl really, from Beverly Hills 920. You really don't look like her. I know. But it, it was too funny. But anyway, so I asked Instagram, and we had some people write into us. Nice. And so Muse Chick, she said, if my name were to be used in a movie or TV series, I'd want it to be in Good Girls and be somehow related to the Crime King and just be a badass bitch. Oh, nice. Um, at E. Warner Burton wrote, 
My name is so vanilla, it would definitely be the name of someone passing a pencil in school or something. <laughs> yeah. I'd hope instead I'd be doing something badass or dangerous. Oh, that Elizabeth Burton. I can't believe she did that because in real life, I absolutely didn't. So funny. And then Michelle, she writes, I would hope my name to represent, uh, if used in a show, I would love it to be an Anna-type character. Aww. Someone that could be the voice of reason to the main character's drama-filled love lives. Love that. Love that. And then my friend Amy, at Amy Manograms, <laughs> who is my original OC buddy, she wrote she would want to be a quirky, kind, funny, independent, and stylish character. So which like Anna. She naturally, <laughs> right. And she na- Amy is that person, yeah. and so she would just be, just be herself. Her person. Herself. <laughs> We have a bunch of stuff for After Dark, but for the main show, thank you guys. Thank you, everyone. So, we had so many questions. So much stuff. Just quickly before we get into our segments, the music in the episode, we had Paint the Silence by Self. We had Crash My Model Car, The Cook's Cobra Verde, which they covered a foreigner song. Gotcha. Okay, so fashion. Love Ryan in that white button down. Love it. Oh my gosh, right? So good like a breath of fresh air yeah it really is it was like so different i mean he's been wearing the dress shirts as we know like the entire season but like the white is just so crisp and clean it's like it's my birthday i'm gonna look nice (laughs) i'm turning 18 i love marissa's elephant necklace oh yeah i did like that um did you notice in the first scene kirsten's hair was middle part and it was angled and then the next scene she has this like mock Bang. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck happened here? The side bang. <laughs> yeah, I did not like that. I like the middle part a lot better on her, but as we know, Kirsten always changes up her hair within the episode. So I expected yes. it. But I just was like, wait a minute, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved Summer's beachy waves when she's at school yeah. talking to Seth. I liked Ryan's blue t shirt. It was simple, but it looked good. Always he always looks good in blue. Um, I really liked Sadie's smoky eyeliner. It was like a brown. Mm-hmm. Her eyes are just mm-hmm. like beautiful brown. And so the chocolatey brown eyeliner looked very good. I liked Marissa's pink flowy top that she wore pretty much when she went to get pancakes. And then when oh, she yes. was with Volchuk mm-hmm. at the model home. I also mm-hmm. loved her like fur, her coat with the fur on the hood. Yeah. That was very trendy. Yeah. I love Julie's sailing outfit. She cracks me up. She always has an outfit for everything, (laughs) like a specific outfit. I know. know. Some quotes? This The first scene had a couple of good quotes, mostly by Seth. Um, But he's like, you want to tag in here? Because he's like trying, he's like circling around what he's saying. And he's like, anyone? You want to tag in here? (laughs) I love that. Uh, when Summer says, they are frozen in a holy crap, what did I do moment. Mm -hmm. And then also she says, Julie Cooper giving my dad VD. Oh my God, yeah. Um, Doesn't have to be a big (laughs) to-do. Julie Cooper makes my dad whistle. Yeah, and she goes, I can't take that away from him. (laughs) Uh, Thinking of joining the Lesbian Alliance? Yeah. (laughs) Ryan in school. Uh, when Summer is talking to Julie and she goes, I have nothing against you in theory. <laughs> yeah. 
I love the exchange between Seth and Ryan where Seth goes, hey, man, you busy? And Ryan goes, would it matter? (laughs) (laughs) I like when Summer actually says out loud, awkward. Or when Sandy's packing and Kirsten goes, Sandy Cohen is leaving me. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. And then I loved when Marissa and Julie are having their breakfast and Julie says that she's been seeing Neil and Marissa goes, wait, what have you done? <laughs> what have you, oh, what have you had done? And Julie's like, no, 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 nothing like that. <laughs> I really cracked up. I know because she was so sincere like, about wait a minute, it. What have you had done? Yeah, that was pretty great. And do you know this isn't a foreigner? You know, this is a foreigner song, right? You're 18. It's time to be an adult. Yeah. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you, Kirsten. All right. MVP? Sure. (laughs) All right. On three, Three, two, two, one. one. Sadie. Nice. What'd you you pick, Sadie? I picked Sadie. Sadie. Um, I watched this episode yesterday. And okay. I just jot that down. I just jotted Sadie's name down. And then as we're rehashing, I was like, wait, why did I pick Sadie? But I think it's because she is like a breath of fresh air compared to like our characters that we've been seeing for now three seasons. And I like how she's independent. And when Ryan approached her about the party, she was like, oh, I don't know. And made didn't make it up she didn't even make up an excuse she actually was going to see her ex and then decided not to because she realizes that what ryan was trying to get at is that he does like her and so i just i just like her character i think she's a good fit for the cast okay i like that that was good uh i chose seth i for no great like hero moment but I did enjoy him being a good brother to Ryan planning the party giving him good advice that hey listen you should go tell Sadie that Marissa's not going to the party and also he supports Ryan in the sense of if you don't want to be at Marissa that's okay you can have Sadie too yes like you you can Sadie we will welcome her yeah you know yeah um And I also like the fact that he put all that effort into all of the venues for Ryan with Photoshop and the decor. Too funny. Shittiest I had a struggle. This was a struggle. Same. I'm not, I don't love my shittiest. Me either. But, ugh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. Ryan. Yeah, I could go that way, though, too, Michelle. You know, I chose Ryan because uh, I understand him. not Not that I support it, right? But I understand why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And I just don't like the fact that Kirsten had to be the one to be like, listen, you need to talk to her. She's been a part of your life for two years. Right. You owe her that. Even though they still haven't talked technically. And he did, I guess, low-key invite her by leaving the invite mm-hmm. there. But I just felt like he should have went about it in a different way. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I did feel that way towards him in this episode. 
but I picked Volchuk just kind of like a cop-out because of the stalking situations in the beginning. But I do understand where he's coming from for the most part. I mean, he's a he seems to be a very intense character, and everything he does is very intense, and so I'm trying to put that past him. But it's hard because he's always been such it a jerk. Hard. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Liz. Is it that time? Patron of the week time. Patron of the week. Yay. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of Okay, so this week I have chosen someone who actually sent us some questions. Our new pledge, Kelsey. Kelsey! I picked her because she sent us this awesome message on Patreon, which I wanted to read. And she titles it, Sleeping Over at Work Has Me Needing All of the Content. She says, hi, been debating joining the Patreon for a while, but this quarantine finally put me over the edge. I work in a group home and I don't have a car, so I've been spending days at spending days at a time at work lately, and the escape of a podcast and a walk around the block every now and then has been completely saving my mental health. So I really want to thank you all for doing the extra work and continuing to put out content even though you had figured out new ways to get together. I'm really appreciate it. Really, I really appreciate it. I'm finished. One Tree Hill, and I'm caught up on Gossip Girl and the OC, and I've seen them all before, but it's so fun to go back and see how much my opinions have changed and to hear what you think about the shows. Looking forward to getting to do Patreon stuff like the Netflix Hangouts. So thank you so much for sending that, Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, I, it's, not, it's sort of a nickname, but I called her <laughs> Keeping Up with the Kels. <laughs> adorable because she's keeping up with the shows and we're just super appreciative that she has seen all these shows but now she's going back and re-watching just to listen to the podcast and we appreciate everything that you're doing obviously you're an essential worker so that means the world to us that you're keeping everyone safe and hopefully you're keeping yourself safe and and happy and healthy and we just want to thank you and welcome you to the network. Thank you for finally pledging because we hope you have a good time here. We're a fun time. Yes, and thank you again, like Liz said, for all the work you're yes, doing. Yes, thank, thank you. Are you ready for your haiku, Ooh, my friend? yes. I can't believe this is episode 18. Oh, my God, I know. Oh God. And you know what's funny? You said this episode was March 16th. The Gossip yeah. Girl episode this week premiered on March 16th, too. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? We're so on so schedule with this, these two podcasts. We're in sync. Yes, in sync. Yeah. Okay. So here's your haiku for season three, episode 18, The Undertow. An old face returns that Ryan has to deal with. Her name rhymes with mess. Oh. <laughs> I crack myself up. Oh my god, you crack me up too. Okay, so wait. Tess? No, that makes no sense. I was gonna say like Teresa, but I could be wrong. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that returns. 
that would rhyme with mess. I mean, <laughs> um, uh, this, I don't know. I love this one. Good job, Mitch. That one's Had really funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with Tess, Teresa. That's what I'm going to say, because I know she does make an appearance um, at least one more time in the series. So, um, yeah. We're going to have to uh, rehash some old baby drama because Ryan doesn't know that Teresa kept the baby and he still doesn't know if he's even the father of this baby. So that should be fun. Um, Let's see. What else is going on? I'm very cold, you said. (laughs) Yeah, but keep going with it. I'm into it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Rhymes with Tess. Jess? But I don't remember a Jess. Do I? I don't know. Wait, oh! Jess, that was the skank that Trey dated, right? Yeah. Gotcha. It's Jess! I'm so dumb! (laughs) It's Jess, Jess, Jess. Oh, God, she's so annoying. Get her out of here. I don't even want to see her face again. Um, Maybe she knows where Trey is. I don't remember if we ever see Trey again, though. We don't, right? Okay, so maybe she just has information about Trey, but, oh, God, I really don't want her to come back. Like, what does she have to stir up the pot for no good reason? Unless it is a good reason, and I just don't remember what the reason is. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know how you would remember this because... You didn't remember it? Not really. I mean... It, it's going to come back to you. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. But. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with Seth and Summer, though? I guess. Yeah, what's she's, going on with that? They're still. Are we still doing this like my dad's? Well, maybe. I don't know if Neil and Julie are coming back from their cruise this episode. Or maybe that we're going to give it an episode or two. If they come back, I don't think that they're engaged. Um, I'm hopeful that they're not engaged because it's still very, very soon. And I'm trying to think of what could be going on with Seth and Summer. I think they're just preoccupied with their friends right now. Ryan is seeing someone else or maybe in the process of seeing someone else. And obviously no, now Jess comes back. So that I don't know what that has to do with anyone, but <laughs> we'll see. Right. And yeah, like Summer is looking out for her friend Marissa. But I feel like it's going to be the same, like jumping still from this episode into next is like the same storyline yeah so but yeah you know it's like seth and summer still just being the sidekicks for everyone not really having their own drama right now and then it's mostly focusing on like what ryan's and sadie's potential relationship could be like obviously more volchuk and marissa i think and somehow jess is involved in this I don't know why. Maybe she's ironically friends with Volchuk. I feel like they would be in the same circle because <laughs> or not because she was just like a rich one, right? No, I don't. Yeah, she was rich. So I yeah. don't know. That's a tricky one. I tr- I yeah. truly don't remember. You said the undertow it's called. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Are we at? Does someone drown? <laughs> don't know. All right, that's all I got. That's good though. Without trying that's to good ruin stuff. things, yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you figured it out. The okay, name. good. Do you hear? I was like, it's <laughs> Tess, Teresa. <laughs> uh, 
too funny. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week's episode on the journey. We hope you enjoyed listening. And we are so thankful to you guys for listening and joining us and sending us your questions and your comments every single week. It is so fun. Mm -hmm. We... I mean, I feel like a broken record, but if I don't keep saying it, then maybe you guys would yeah, stop. Yeah, don't. don't we don't you want stop. you to stop. <laughs> no. Uh, we so appreciate it. And thank you so much to our Patreon family and all of our new patrons. You guys are awesome. Definitely. Welcome to our group. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and you're an Apple Podcast listener, please consider leaving us a review, leaving us a rating. Five stars is pretty great. If you'd like to contribute to the show and reach out, send us your question, your comment, say hello, anything, you can find us at Let's Talk OC on all social media platforms, and you can send us an email at Let's Talk OC at Gmail. If it's hard to remember, even though it's the name of our podcast, all the information is in the show notes. So we make it super easy for you. But thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week. After dark, after dark. dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. All right, let's see. Here we go. After dark. I'm excited to hear everyone's questions. Yes, I'm going to start with someone we haven't heard from before. Oh, cool. Uh, their name on Instagram, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. Yeah, probably. Huge, <laughs> but at Bastian Vec. Okay. His name is Joe. Joe. Hey, Joe. To his Instagram. So, hello, friend. Hi there. I've been a listener for a while now and I love the podcast. There has never been a show that has impacted my life as much as the OC has. Same, buddy. <laughs> probably that in One Tree Hill, too. Definitely. But It often doesn't get the credit it deserves. I've been meaning to be more interactive considering how over the years I've always found myself re-watching season three the most. It has a special place in my heart. There is something so tragically beautiful about what happens to Marissa. We see her spiral take her to her darkest moments and and the most... The almost fascinating thing is that she doesn't overcome the troubles. Right. I still remember the night the season three finale aired and how devastated I was that Marissa Cooper died. She was my favorite character in the series, and though some of her choices didn't make sense in heart, she always loved her friends and family. Definitely. So true. It's crazy to say I don't think I'll ever be over the fact that Marissa Cooper died, but it makes her character that more fascinating. My real question is, at this point, Do you guys believe Fox already had the timeline set for what would happen for the finale? Hmm. At the time of this episode aired, it felt like Ryan and Marissa would find their way back. The scene in the model home with Paint the Silence felt like a testament to how important the couple was to fans. I often feel like season three's original plan was to really test their relationship, take this dark turn for Marissa, but in the end, Ryan and Marissa would have come back full circle. However, with Misha wanting to leave, we were left with a very dark season of the OC. Had Fox known Misha wanted out earlier, do you think this season as a whole would have been as dark? Would a storyline like the death of Johnny, then Marissa hooking up with Volchuk, even be considered? 
Sorry for the long message. Can't wait to listen. Never apologize. We love the long messages. Never. And we're so happy to hear from you. Welcome. So, I mean, Josh Schwartz said that it was a creative decision. Right. I think it was just rumored that Misha wanted to leave the show. Yeah. Or that it was like mutually decided that. He He let her choose her own path. Right, and she said she didn't want her sailing out into the sunset, but this was the way totally. she wanted her to go, yeah. which is so morbid. It is morbid, and, and but also it's like you, like when you talk about the OC, you talk about Marissa dying, you know, and like oh, yeah. that's the trip, like the pivotal moment on the show that will forever live in OC history as like the most tragic, but also the most shocking thing that happens i mean here we are like watching game of thrones where you're like oh they're they kill off all your favorite characters and like you're like okay wow ballsy for you to kill off characters that you love so for them to do it i feel like it was ballsy but also really worked and and of course like i do miss i will miss marissa's presence and this is the second time i'm watching it so i don't really remember how I, i remember feeling like relieved not relieved that's terrible to say but like I wasn't a huge fan of hers, so her dying, yes, it was very sad to watch a teen die, but it didn't affect me. Like, I know it's going to affect me now. So I think it was sheer genius that they killed her, in my opinion. I just, and maybe I'm, my brain is always just in a million places at once, because I know that we've spoken about Misha and the rumors and if Josh wanted the creative, you know, he decided creatively that this, he was going to do this. I just don't remember. Maybe you do, or maybe we couldn't find it when they made this decision. Yeah. So it's hard to say if they kept with this storyline or changed the storyline because of what they decided for the finale. Like when, when did they make that decision? So it's hard. It's hard to say if, if we know, if we knew when they did, then maybe it would be easier for us to figure out what they would have changed. Yeah. If anything. And I'm, yeah. And I have read articles too, that Josh said, along with it being such a creative decision, it was a nice, not a good way, but it was a way to shake up this series because season four is so different Mm -hmm. than the rest of one, two and three. And so it was kind of a creative way to, write differently yeah and I appreciate that because right now it's a little I wouldn't never it's not boring in any in any means but like the story is a little lackluster so we need something to shake it up yeah and it and I mean Joe you said it perfectly where it is so tragic because she really doesn't recover right we get like a slight where it's like, okay, she graduates, and she's she's going to do good, and then she dies. Yeah. But we barely get to see her do it. Right. It is sad. And I and like I said, and I'm still sticking with it because I've said every week, like, let's see how I feel. Marissa's still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm making that bold claim. I mean, that statement. She's definitely the her. most dynamic character on the show. She's got the most... Uh, She's got so many layers and the most character development out of any of the characters. So it's just, it's so fun to watch her because she makes you feel the most 
emotion, I think, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, Muse Chick, Vic, this is what I was talking about when Volchuk helps her. He was nice to get her help and take her to the hospital and then left her his number in case of anything. I think if Volchuk actually changed, he could be potentially good love interest for Marissa, but he is who he is and I never see him changing. No. <laughs> I feel Marissa, knowing it was over with Ryan and not going to his party, called Volchuk for any type of connection, which we Definitely. agreed with. She seems so alone. You can see it when he puts his jacket and she leans on him. Yeah. I'm just so worried about the next few episodes coming up. And it's funny. I'm sure Anthony is so excited for them <laughs> because there's a lot of Volchuk. I can't wait to hear his comments on the rest of the season. If he can't be on the podcast, Michelle, can you ask him questions on our behalf? And then he can answer them next time. Sure. Yes, you got, you know, Ant wants to talk Volchuk, totally. so. It's like Volchuk talk with Ant. We need a better name right? for it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, and then Mike, he sent in some thoughts. In regards to Ryan and Sadie, I couldn't really get into their relationship because I always saw her as a rebound for Ryan. Everyone associates the OC with the core four, and I think the creators always wanted to be the four main characters. So when Marissa died, they brought in Taylor. In my opinion, I don't like Ryan and her together in season four. It seemed forced partnering, partnering the four main cast together. Right. I get hmm. that. Yeah. In my mind, Ryan does eventually move on. It would be with someone he meets in college who isn't from Newport. Mm. Him and Marissa are from two different worlds, so I don't think he'd be able to date a girl from that world again as he might always associate her with Marissa. Yeah. I mean, I like yeah. that path. For him, too. I do, too. I don't think of Marissa as Ryan's soulmate, but I think it was the fact she died in his arms with Hallelujah playing in the background. <sighs> Had she have died in some other way, maybe him and Taylor would have worked out. Interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. Right, because it's kind of like... <sighs> like, this was always what was was Ryan and Marissa from the first season so yeah her pretty much dying in his arms is very tragic and poetic and it would make sense for their story if yeah I get what he's saying like yeah if it didn't if she died in some other way not involving Ryan he wasn't scarred from the Marissa thing I mean obviously he still would have been scarred from it but it would have made it easier I think for people to see him with Taylor right uh he just continues to say I feel like someone from outside of the Newport bubble and who has no ties to Newport would be the best match for Ryan but that's just me I agree with that don't know if anyone feels that way I would have loved to hear where Josh Schwartz thinks Ryan Atwood would be. Yeah. Like, is he happy with his decisions? I mean, obviously, he had to have been happy because <laughs> you don't just, like, create something and be like, yeah, I hate this, but we'll send it out anyway. But, <laughs> uh, you know, right? like, if they, if they would have had more time, what would he have done with the rest of it? Yeah, I mean, the only things I have read is that Josh Schwartz has said that he would have done the Johnny storyline over again. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And I've read about the, like, he felt that way about Oliver, too. I mean, I don't know. I I love the Oliver story. So, hmm. yeah. Interesting. But that's, that's all our After Dark Thank you, questions guys. And comments. Thank you guys so much. I hope I didn't miss anybody. We've been getting so much, so I, I appreciate know. it. But I think we got everybody. But, um, yeah, I love... I like that idea that Ryan just didn't end up with someone from Newport. Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. I mean, I remember, obviously, the last episode is Summer and Seth's wedding. And I know Taylor's there, and I know Ryan's there. Are they together, though? Because it's supposed to be years later, right? Or I don't think they're together. They're not, right? No. Okay. No. I don't think so. La- I always took it that they weren't. Okay. I guess when we rewatch, we'll see, but... <laughs> Yeah, Because it would make sense that, like, that was someone he needed in high school after Marissa died. And, yes, she was a great – I think she was a good companion for him. And I do really like them together. But him down the line, I mean, it would be silly. That's not true. It wouldn't be silly. But, like, I feel like it's a cop-out. Just like it's a cop-out for the core four to date. It's a cop-out for them to, like, end up with their high school sweethearts. Because, like, nine times out of ten, that probably doesn't happen. Right. So him ending up with Taylor is like a cop out to me, even though I liked them together. But I would rather see him like progress and yes, yeah, see someone from not th- not Newport or maybe he, you know, moves to like a cool city. I could see that for Ryan. It's just that's, you know, something else. So you know how Teresa, she has a baby, right? Yeah. And you just heard my it's... predictions. Okay. Right. Yes. And it's never confirmed. Never. Ever. Ever. But we see that he does have blonde hair. Right. Right. So I just, I want to know, and maybe I'll have to do some research, or if you guys have input on this, like, it's never been confirmed, but like Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage have got to have a gut feeling. Right. They, they have just to know what their blonde. plan was. <laughs> right. They have to know if, and you know, I get that they're like, no, we're just going to keep it to ourselves or we actually don't have a thought or right. we're never going to confirm it. But it's like, come on in your heart of hearts. Is that Ryan's right. child? And then if you did keep the series going and we, where Ryan is, you know, 10 years later from that, Maybe it is his child and he does take a part in this kid's life. And like I could see that as a path for him too. not necessarily him and Teresa together. It doesn't have to be that way, but at least he has a child that he does support because he never had that growing up. Like I could see that as, as a poetic way to close the show. Right. Yeah. That would be a good ending. Yeah. Fully full circle. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you have anything else? I think that's it. I'm trying, you know, each week as we do our after dark, little things come back to me and I kind of express like, you know, what what I remember and what I don't remember. And so I like to get like a little bit each week. I don't want to ruin like the whole thing, you know? I know. (laughs) I know. I try not to talk about the same points, but it's like so hard because we're in it. I know. We're in it. And I don't want to like keep brushing upon like oh prom yeah and (laughs) and the baby that we'd never find out but i want to know guys do you think it's ryan's baby i mean it has with the blonde hair right because eddie i mean granted like the way genetics work you don't necessarily have to have 
a baby that looks like you exactly, but the blonde hair, it's... mm. Imagine if Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, they're like, they have this storyline and they're like, okay, one of them feels it's Ryan's baby and the other one's like, no, I don't want it to be Ryan's baby. And so that's why they decided it's not going to be confirmed. Mm -hmm. So they both win. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I kind of like it that you never, I don't, I like it and I don't like it's frustrating for the audience because obviously you want to know if it is, but it makes sense that they would do it just like a linger because they couldn't really develop it because of their short, their cutoff. So makes sense that they would do that. And also like Teresa, she, she was a side character. She's someone from Ryan's past. There's no, like right now there's a lot going on. There's no need to keep up with that. Yeah. And then Ryan would have had a totally different storyline if he continued. Yeah. You know. Totally. If he stuck around. But alrighty. Well, this is good. Good chats <laughs> as always. Definitely. <laughs> and until next week, guys, send us your after dark. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Thank stay sane. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye.